This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, September 30th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Bernie Sanders wants to improve your credit score, or at least improve the way it's calculated. But would a score subject to more direct political constraints actually provide a more reality-based measure of creditworthiness? Cato's Diego Zuluaga comments. There are three uh, that I'm aware of credit reporting agencies. They are Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Now, that alone sends up sort of red flags for me that there are only three of these agencies that hold such sway over Americans' ability to secure credit. Um, But Bernie Sanders wants to go one better. He wants to put all of them out of business. Why? So Bernie Sanders' campaign uh, has proposed to create what they call a public credit scoring system to replace the existing scores uh, that credit bureaus come up with. Not replace in the sense of necessarily ban the other credit bureaus, but to uh, uh, provide an alternative that would be constructed differently, right? Now, credit bureaus uh, collect information about people's credit history, payment history. Uh, they use various different models to come up with a measure of how likely uh, any borrower is likely to repay credit. And the way they do business is both by divulging to customers themselves what their uh, credit score is and sort of additional information about what the factors are that have helped or hindered better performance. Uh, but they also uh, sell credit scores to financial institutions so that those institutions can do their own underwriting. It's important to note that the credit score is an important measure, but it's not the only one that lenders use when deciding whether to lend to somebody and at what rate. They do, most lenders do their own underwriting uh, as well. And a big component of any credit score is um, comes from an organization called FICO, the Fair Isaac Corporation. And what they do is they've come up, uh, and they continue to uh, with some tweaks, come up with uh, a series of measures that together seem to be quite predictive of one's likelihood to repay. And they include how big your credit limit is currently and how much of it you're using, how many payments in the past, if any, you have missed, uh, whether you've recently applied for other credit and so on. And that's quite predictive of repayment, but increasingly what we see uh, in the market is particularly fintech lenders, but lenders in general are using other information from borrowers, Uh, sometimes cash flow information, other times information about their work or their educational history or other things to better predict uh, whether whether a borrower is likely to repay and to minimize the extent to which they deny people who otherwise would be good credits. That's the background. Now, the allegation from the Sanders campaign is that credit scoring right now is discriminatory, that it's hurting, particularly at the bottom of the income spectrum, Um, and hurting people of color and people who have historically been disadvantaged by, um, you know, whether institutions or laws or uh, the practices of certain businesses. And so they propose to come up with a credit score that will mitigate that kind of discrimination. And that's the crux of the problem there, because what they would want to do is to minimize the impact of factors that are probably relevant in assessing whether someone is likely to repay. Because, for example, your income, which 
is correlated uh, with race and and obviously with you know socioeconomic status in general naturally uh, is is predictive of likelihood to repay uh, it's also it also determines how much credit you will be able to get so it, it affects your FICO score potentially so there are a lot of factors that do seem to have uh, disparate uh, effects depending on protected classes but those are entirely justified by business uh, reasons and so you know it's it's often the the legacy of historical discrimination plus other factors that are determining these outcomes rather than the policy of any credit scoring institution so uh i suppose what does the uh bernie credit score look like they haven't specified it is the long and short of it. Uh, the idea would probably be to come up with a rate that is less correlated with socioeconomic status and uh, other uh, personal traits that are seen as irrelevant with your likelihood to repay. But as I say, it's all very tricky because um, we, you cannot have credit flow efficiently and you cannot have rational allocation of capital in the economy without what's called risk-based pricing, that is adjusting the interest rate to the likelihood to repay. And credit history is very predictive of the likelihood of repayment. So credit scores are predictive and to the extent that government comes in, wants to come up with its own variant of this and potentially make it the only available alternative, the chances of uh, things going very wrong are high because politicians have an incentive to encourage financial institutions to lend on unsustainable terms to uh, try and satisfy particular constituencies or to um, create a credit boom that will maximize their chances of re-election or otherwise to play with variables uh, that will further down the road have very, very deleterious consequences. One of the ways in which we saw this take place is in the run-up to the financial crisis, the way that politicians uh, continuously increased the uh, affordable housing goals of the um, housing finance uh, enterprises to bring more housing credit to low-income people. Now, the irony of this all is that, the sad irony is that uh, a lot of those people did get credit and very briefly they became homeowners and then as soon as the crisis hit, they were out of their home and their credit scores became even worse because of uh, you know, default or even bankruptcy or, or various other factors. And in that way, they weren't made any better off by these kinds of uh, shenanigans. And I fear that this would be the stepping stone to uh, basically a government mandate monopoly of credit scoring that lenders would be forced to use under penalty of prosecution for discrimination otherwise and would seriously misallocate credit and actually end up in end up in financial distress for a lot of the people that uh, Sanders's uh, constituents and supporters uh, seem to want to help whatever you say about uh, credit reporting agencies that exist uh, today um, a government run even if a transparently run algorithm, to predict credit worthiness, there is a country that has something similar, and that's China. That's right. And uh, the results don't seem particularly happy. China has been implementing what they call a social credit score um, for some time and in some limited capacity. And what this score is supposed to reflect is both uh, economic performance and some of the um, uh, variables that are seen in uh, the credit scores that are available in free societies, but also to be used to uh, reward or penalize particular behaviors that the Chinese government 
government considers positive or negative. And of course, in the context of a tyrannical government like China's, that means that if you post something uh, against the government online, or if you uh, are somehow seen as socially destructive, or perhaps find yourself spending some time in jail, all of those things will affect your social credit score. And in turn, that social credit score is increasingly used to determine your eligibility for certain benefits and rights. So people with low, low social credit scores, for example, are sometimes not allowed to fly. If they want to move around the country, they have to use much slower uh, transportation media and perhaps more expensive ones. And in that way, the Chinese government is using what was nominally intended to be something that would promote efficiency to actually uh, in, enforce um, compliance and, and obedience from a population. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily US institutions would countenance that kind of uh, use of a public credit score. But as I say, the moment government can begin, however transparently, and of course, when they say transparent, they typically only mean they tell you their intentions rather than their operations. But even if we take it at face value that it will be transparent, it doesn't mean it will be efficient. It doesn't mean it will be a good predictor of likelihood to repay. And of course, what's going unmentioned in this campaign for uh, a government monopoly of credit scoring is that actually the market is already supplying complements and, uh, and supplements to the existing credit, score, credit scoring system to improve access to credit. So there's a lot of evidence coming out from a series of papers actually from the Philadelphia Fed, uh, from Julapa Jaktiani, who is uh, an economist there, and she's been working on this subject for quite some time, finding that invariably fintech lenders focus on geographies that are underserved by banks, where there are fewer bank branches and there's less competition. They are using different credit scoring models that are better predictors than FICO on its own would be. Uh, of the likelihood to repay, and in other ways, trying to reach populations which are uh, very attractive populations to, to serve because for a long time they haven't had much access to credit. And so they're eager to get it. And a lot of them are actually turning out to be very good credits. And this is, of course, a, a virtuous cycle. They can, uh, in, 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 by, getting, by getting a credit card or a personal loan, they can begin to build a credit history that goes on to raise their credit score and increasingly opens up uh, opportunities for additional access to credit and capital in the future. So a lot of the beneficial things that we'd like to see from a more dynamic underwriting environment where credit scores really play a major role, that's already happening uh, in, provided by the private market. So this kind of uh, effort or, or, or the idea that one can motivate a discussion about creating a monopoly on this front um, because of an absence of dynamism is a red herring. Diego Zulawaga is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 